Got Luke Non, that's what we're talking about. We're talking Luke Non. This is a Luke Non slice. <laughs> Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension blows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game. All right, Mackie and Judd live on Radio Row. It's Mall of America, and we have a loaded guest list all day long. And uh, maybe at the top of that list is our favorite, Luke Nan, that joins the show. Luke Nan, pizza connoisseur. Lou, did you see the Barstool Sports Pizza Review yesterday that just butchered the pronunciation of a Minnesota sports legend? Well, he's been doing that for a while. It's funny. He started in New York. I've been seeing this for months now. He, they started in New York, and uh, somebody from New York sent it to me, and they've been doing I think it's funny. I, I think the guy's clever. He did say, Louie, the, the one good thing he said, though, was the, his diatribe started off with, the North Star's name was great. So at least his heart is in the exact right place because he said, I wish they would bring back that name. That was a fantastic sports name. So I did like that. Well, I think he's got to, uh, I, I sent him a, and I don't know if he got it. I, I tweeted, I don't know how to reply to him, and sent him an invitation <laughs> to Tavern 23 and come and try our pizza. <laughs> but you know what's funny? Uh, years ago, I started playing in this tournament, Caso de Campo in the Dominican Republic. And I get people from all over the world. It's a, really a well-done thing. And, and the host uh, hires Jason Niven, who's David Niven's son. And we have a big Calcutta the night before the tournament. They have uh, a huge Calcutta selling the teams off. And when it comes to my, my team, he also says, and Lunan. <laughs> so I thought this guy might know him. Oh, okay. So that, that ties back in. Hey, uh, how, how crazy has this week been for, for you? It is The mall is an absolute zoo, and uh, we have seen a lot of celebrities, big names, but there is a mass of humanity out here that really started to arrive, I think, on Wednesday, and it is crazy out here today. Well, it's been great for me because I've been to Cabo St. Louis playing golf. I came back last night. <laughs> I love you, Louie. You are, you are the smartest man on the face of the, the earth. If it gets cold here, you leave. If there's a, a big event here, you manage to get to it, but you still leave during the week that, that leads up to that big event. That's right, and I'm only back here because i got to sign autographs at the RBC Plaza tonight, and I, uh, I have a couple of luncheon meetings at the restaurant the next three days. And I, I don't know if I told you the one uh, meetings with the servicemen. Did I tell you about that? Uh, you did. Yeah, you told that yeah, story last so week. Yeah, so that'll, that'll be lunch on Saturday. So, oh, great. You know, and then uh, got the wild game, and then uh, the game Sunday, and I'm back out Monday. <laughs> Lou, I have a, a random question for you. I'm going to take a shot because you seem to know everybody of, of prominence in the sports world. So the Two Bills documentary comes out on ESPN. Judd and I watched it last night. We did a screening. Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells. Have you ever, do you know Bill Parcells personally at all? I don't know him personally. I see them a lot, especially Belichick at the same restaurant I like to go to in, in Jupiter. Okay. And they both have a place up there, so I, I run into them a lot, but I, I have never spent uh, real time with them. Do you, I, this is sort of like sometimes people ask, why do you cheer for LeBron or Kobe? And I personally, I have a fascination with people who are great in sports or just great at what they do. And so I love documentaries about Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick and Kobe's muse that came out. 
Are you fast, as, as someone who's excelled in you know, various areas of life and sports and business, are you fascinated by ingredients of success, whether it's Bill Parcells in sports or people outside of sports? Very much so. In, in fact, uh, I like reading about all their successes, you know, what it's about. Uh, you know who comes down and hangs around with those guys sometimes is the, uh, Tony LaRusso and Bobby Knight. They're, they're always around there, too. And they all have great uh, history of winning. And it's interesting to see, you know, what they felt made them successful and what they do to become successful. I think, it, as you said, uh, Phil, it's really fascinating to me. Hey, Lou, as far as players in your sport went to, hockey-wise, who in intrigued you the most? I mean, what, what player to you that had great success also had, had the greatest drive, greatest story to you? Well, I don't know about the greatest drive. I mean, there's uh, guys, you know, there's been so many that have done things in a different way. Uh, one of the most remarkable guys who wasn't successful just was his presence. Everybody wanted uh, wanted him or a piece of him was John Beliveau and you know really the uh, he really had an offer to become governor general of Canada and then he said to me I said why did you take it John he said hey Lou he said you know I work for the Canadian I gotta go to a lot of uh, them parties I, I don't like those parties and it's even more for <laughs> governor general I don't do it but uh, Frank Mahal became a Canadian senator which is an appointment there uh, you take guys like uh, Bobby Orr he switched into the agent business became very successful uh, Esposito went into ownership and really got the franchise for Tampa. Yep. There's been a lot of guys that have done different things, and it's it's amazing to see how they do and what they do. So, uh, my 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 teammate, oddly enough, uh, in the Sioux growing up, uh, that played with Phil and I is David Johnson. He is the Governor General of Canada, and he's been the president wow. of McGill. He's been the chairman of the board of trustees of Harvard. So there's been a lot of guys that in hockey that have had uh, tremendous success somewhere else. Okay, Lou. Uh, the bye week is done. The all-star break is done. I think all, all the breaks are done. What, what is your confidence in the, the uh, Wild going into this final stretch of games that they are uh, embarking on now and that's going to get very hectic for the next uh, couple months? Well, they, as you all know, they got to really improve. They, I think they're down 500, 500 on the road. And if they don't get to be, uh, I think, two or three over 500 on the road the rest of the year, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Consistency-wise, why, why do you think that, that this team still uh, goes so up, up and down? I mean, the game in Pittsburgh before the All-Star break was a complete uh, gong show type yeah. of game. But then you came back in Columbus, and you didn't play great at the very start. And after that, went great guns and played, played really well and came back and won that game in a shootout. How, how do you go about, do you think, finding that consistency where, where you might not win all your games, certainly, but you're going to at least uh, be representative on a nightly basis as opposed to this uh, up-and-down cycle they seem to be on, especially on the road. I think for some reason their focus isn't as strong this year on the road as it's been in the past. I, I, I think if you look at their play, uh, in the, like last year for the zero best team in the league on the road, and mm -hmm. it seems like they were intense from the get-go and never let up. And I do think that they have had... Uh, portions of the game where, where their intensity goes and, and whether they uh, they're feeling uh, maybe a little brittle because they they've lost on the road and, and things might get into their psyche i don't know but they they certainly have to the rest of the way they got to look at every game every shift that they're out there as, as being uh, important enough to make the playoffs or they'll miss the playoffs i i really think their intensity level on the road 
does not come anywhere close to equaling what they had last year. And if you looked at the Pittsburgh game, which uh, you were sick, I was sick about it. Yeah. And, and I, I, if you look, I, I, I'm not going to say who the players were, but if you look at some of the goals that were scored, it was like people standing around, which I didn't see from them before. And for some reason, I think they just uh, are not in the mindset that they have to be shift after shift yet, and yet they'll come back in the game with Columbus and do it. Yeah. Uh, Louis, you called this, I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago. But So tomorrow night, Vegas against the Wild, and Vegas is 10 points clear of the next closest team in its own division, most points in the Western Conference, and we said, you know, how long can this last, like a month and a half ago? And you said, it's not a fluke. That's not a team. I mean, they, maybe they don't lead the Western Conference in points the whole season, but you told us that's not a fluke, and here we are, uh, 50 games in. Well, I know Craig Leopold came to me about a month and a half ago because after the first, I was at the Vegas opener, and I and I saw them play, and then they, I watched them play on TV a couple times, and, and I told them, I said, hey, you're going to be very surprised by this team because I know their coach and general manager, especially their general manager who I, I love, George McPhee, is, was a very intense player, as you guys all this guy, uh, he probably weighed 175 pounds and played like 400. He, he just did not ever stop. He was tough as nails. He would do anything to win. And I really felt that that team really played like him and Gallant was the same way as a player. Yep. And that they work every shift. And I said, these guys are, are skilled enough because they're the 12th best player in every team at least. You know, some of the teams made mistakes and they're better than the 12th kind of team that they cut. Take that William Carlson's got over 20 goals already. And and uh, Marceau that uh, it scored last year at a big year in Florida, and they thought that that was going to be the end of it. Well, it's not. But on top of that, they make you pay every shift. These guys don't take any time off, and that's why I felt that they can continue to do this because there's no off switch on these guys. Which leads me to this question, Louis: uh, Where, if you if you were in Fletcher's shoes, uh, as the deadline approaches, because I believe. I believe the going theory uh, going into this year was that uh, the Golden Knights had wingers that they would probably deal at the deadline, which they're probably not going to do now. If you were the Wild and somebody comes to you at the deadline and uh, and makes you a very lucrative offer for a Zucker or a player like that, would you, A, consider it, and where would you have to be sort of out of the playoff race at that point to feel comfortable making such a trade? Well, I'm not going to be trading the young guys. I'm not going to be trading Zucker and Niederreiter. Yeah. Even Coil, I'm going to give them a chance. I'd be trading the older guys that are, uh, well, you, you know, of course, uh, you, you can't trade Sutter or Preci. So the only older guys you probably could trade are, are Koivu. Um, you know, who else is older? Stahl, there, that, Stahl could be traded. Stahl, Stahl could be traded. I mean, those are the guys you got to look to if you if you can add enough. Uh, are you going to make the decision if you're the Wild right now that we're a buyer or a seller? Right. If they if they become a seller, then you got to start you've got to start revamping for uh, draft choices and young players, and and you don't trade a guy like Zucker, who's young, he's productive. Uh, I I don't think you even think about it, because uh, I don't think the general manager are dumb enough to give you overpay for Zucker. They'll mm -hmm. give you uh, some good stuff back, but that's just that's like taking A and and replacing it with B, and and uh, you, you know what are you going to do? You're not you're not going to trade a guy's probably going to end up with about uh, 30 goals and, and, and get another 30-goal score back. What good is that? Yeah. Hey, Lou, good news, by the way, uh, since we last talked last week. 
Uh, Judd has been invited to an exclusive party. Lee Steinberg, in person, invited Judd to his party on Saturday this weekend. So I'm very excited, we're good Lou. on the celebrity parties. No need, no need for your help. Oh, that's good. Well, I'm not going to be going to many. I'll tell you that. So you can go to my place. <laughs> Which it gets one are you going to? A little to? too hectic out there right now. But it's, uh, I can imagine what you guys are going through at the Mall of America because that's got to be a complete zoo. It's a, it's a sea of Hall of Famers and, and radio stations and TV cameras. It's fun. I, w- I wouldn't want to do this every day of my life, but it's, <laughs> it's pretty fun, Lou. It's yeah, you're going to have fun. You'll enjoy it. That's good. Yep. And when you get there, come on over to Tavern 23 and I'll buy you a drink. Awesome. Tomorrow, Luke, tomorrow Luke I'll Luke be Luke there. Louie, okay. I'll be there tomorrow at the bar. <laughs> I'll be I'll there tomorrow. There. In fact, uh, I'll be there a lot tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds All right. good. All right. I'll see you Bye. there. Bye. Okay, guys. See you. Take care. All right. Lou Nanny, or as, as he was called in the, in the Barstool. Barstool Sports does these uh, pizza reviews. Yeah. And... Uh, and Dave Portnoy called him at first Luke Nan, and then and then he was corrected. It's actually Lou. Yeah, Lou Nan. Yeah, they kept putting it on the screen. <laughs> but but yeah. Port, Portnoy's heart was in the exact right place because he did. He started that that off by saying, "I wish they'd go back to North Stars." That was a great name. Yeah. So he did have that right, and he's absolutely correct too. Yes, yes. He wasn't East that Coast impressed guy. with the. Where did he go to Cas- uh, Casetas? Yeah, yeah. He said Black Sheep is still the best pizza he's ever had in Minnesota, and I got to be honest, Black Sheep is amazing. I'm a big Black Sheep guy. I'm not sure if it's the best pizza in Minnesota, yeah. but it's pretty high up there. He was at where Pizza Lucci two days ago, okay. I believe he was there two days ago, and then Casetas yesterday, and I think he said he's going to Young Joni. So young, he's been told to go there. Yeah, so it's good. Young Joni, I've only been there the one time and it's new. Yeah. It might be the best pizza, at least in the nope. in the metro area that I've but had. Maybe it's two names. Bias. It's got the two names. What the Young the Young Joni. The the names now. It's gotta be like Young Joni. Oh it trendy name it, restaurant. Yeah, trendy yeah, names. Yeah, it's yeah, got yeah. the two names. Yeah. Which which gets me which gets me to a point that I have still yet to bring up on these airwaves and will right now. <laughs> Dave St. Peter, I've known you forever. I love you. You're a great guy. You had a club, the Metropolitan Club, paying ode to a stadium that once sat where we are right now. It was a fantastic name. You're redoing it? That's a great idea. I love that. But you're calling it, what is it, Bat and Barrel? Bat and Barrel. Bat and Barrel. What, did some, why did someone call me? I think, I think. Bat and Barrel? It's so cute. You got Butcher and Boar. I know. You got Spoon and Stable. And now you got Bat and Barrel. Okay. Honest to God, bat and bat. Is that why did Crate some and barrel? Wait, that's a furniture store. Yeah, it's close yeah, enough though. Like you that. had a great name though. The Metropo- <laughs> the Met Club was fantastic, and now it's bat and barrel. Back to uh, the Portnoy video, by the way, for just one moment. The thing that bugged me the most when he's eating the piece of pizza outside Cassettes, it appears to be he goes with plain cheese. That's such an East Coast thing. You got to have the plain cheese. Can't throw any pepperoni or sausage on it. For God's sake! Oh, throw some sausage on it. Get a real piece of pizza. I agree with you, hundred percent. Yeah, we're not. I don't think we make cheese pizza is not a thing here. No, it's, only, it's like, not. You're more likely to get made fun of eating cheese pizza in the Midwest. You've got the taste Put of a seven-year-old. That's that's what it is. I totally agree. Uh, let's come back sometime here in the next couple of segments. We will get to some stuff you should know about. Chad Greenway will join the show in about a half hour. Packers. Uh, Dehani Jones. Packers fallout. In fact, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is making the rounds here. He was on our station this morning. He was on uh, Golik and Wingo. And he's not happy with the Packers. We should get to that here coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, Judd, you fire away first. Mall of America Radio Row. Thank you, sir. There are more than 65 exciting events taking place on every level and around every corner of the Mall of America this week. And I want to tell you about some of them right now. The fan gallery in the media center presented by Microsoft. That's where we are right now. It's crazy here. But celebrities all over the place. Level 3. So you can watch us broadcast. You can watch guys uh, from all over the place. National Football League. 
Jaws is behind me right now. You see a celebrity all the time. Also, today we've got the Old Spice Exceptional Scent Event, Macy's Court at 1.30. Join the Old Spice guy, Super Bowl 50 MVP Von Miller and Isaiah Mustafa from Freeform Shadow Hunters for a meet and greet as they introduce exceptional scents for exceptional gents with the latest scents from Old Spice, free samples from Old Spice today. Microsoft uh, store level one on the south end, 4 to 6 p.m. today. A panel of National Football League superstars, Russell Wilson, Greg Olson, Larry Fitzgerald discuss their charitable causes they support. Hang around for a meet and greet with Fitzy as well. Social autographs, giveaways, and more. Check it all out. Come out here today, the Mall of America. It's a fiesta of football. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please rise. Men, remove your caps as we honor America and the Twin Cities sports scene with the playing of Stuff You Should Know About. Welcome back to Mall of America, a special live edition. He's no longer hovered over a toilet like he has been the last 48 hours. <laughs> we don't need to play by play. Dave Harrigan with some stuff we should know about and some controversy. Yeah, to be fair, a little bit was over a wastebasket too. But moving on, uh, <laughs> Jonathan back in the studio. Let's just get right to it. Play all the Aaron Rodgers audio that you have because I hear it's good. If you look at the, the final four uh, teams that were in it, uh, three of the four have dominating defenses and the other ones the Patriots who you know are often the most well-coached team in the NFL um, so you're looking at the, what Jacksonville did this year with their defense what obviously Minnesota they do with their defense and Philly was phenomenal um, we got to get back to playing championship defense well my quarterback coach didn't get retained yeah you know I, I thought that was uh, an interesting change really without consulting me um, there's a close uh, connection between quarterback and quarterback coach, um, and uh, that was an interesting decision. Wow. That was Golick and Wingo this morning. I wow. believe the, So the, much to digest right there. The verbal pause there, too. My uh, quarterback coach <clears throat> didn't get uh, retained yep. without consulting me. <clears throat> wow. So that was the, Oh, it's so good. That was the, the major shade, but then, like, two little, like, pieces of mini shade. Other good teams have better defenses and are better coached. Correct. Yep. So, wow. so all he has to do is this: go to the league and say, "Hey, I was placed on IR. It's a technicality, but I was placed on IR twice last year. Yep. That's against the rules. Therefore, I am free to pursue other opportunities." The Vikings can hire Alex Van Pelt as their offensive coordinator, the former quarterbacks coach for the Packers, and then the Vikings can sign Aaron Rodgers, and we'll have done it again in this town. We'll have stolen the Packer quarterback. Only in this case, he'll be younger. I mean, even if you just wait out his contract, he'll be 35 or 36 years old when his contract expires after the 2019 season. You just keep your roster in shape for Aaron Rodgers. So you know he wants to play with a great defense. You know he wants to play with a great X's and O's execution coach. There's only so many of those combinations in the league right now, and Mike Zimmer is one of them, right? And Bill Belichick, Mike Zimmer, yeah. and it's possible Belichick's out of the league by that point. So I'm, I'm going to say what I said when we brought this up, sort of tongue-in-cheek, but not really, when Dave asked us this in October or November. Yep. There is a greater than 0% chance Aaron Rodgers plays for the Vikings at some point. Why are we even discussing Kirk Cousins anymore? Why bother? It's happening. Just give it right to A-Rodge. You're right, though. So it's the rule is if you're put on injured reserve and you're not hurt for what for was it to be a second time well, or whatever it is. Yeah, you can't be brought off and then put back on for the same injury. It has to be a new one. 
and evidently Ted Thompson didn't specify that. And so the technicality here is that he, he just should have a free to, agent. He should hit the open market wow. as of March the 13th or 14th, and then it's on. Let's make this happen. If Kirk Cousins Let's make this happen. If Kirk Cousins stands to get $94 million guaranteed, if Aaron Rodgers hit the market, 100 and what guaranteed? Oh my God! I mean, let's just give him the mall. Well, but if you, but here's the thing: if you're Rogers, give him US Bank Stadium and the mall. Yes, have it all. Right. If you're Rogers, you're probably smart enough to know that you've made crazy life-changing money already. You've been making 20 million dollars a year. I mean, he's been making. Well, his base salary, let's see, his cap numbers have been $17 million or more since 2014. So the guy has banked in his lifetime more money for generations of money. He's not going to – Kirk Cousins is going to milk the cow for everything, right? Rodgers probably wants – I'll make $15 million if it allows me to keep Anthony Barr and Eric Hendricks. Yeah, the Tom Brady theory. Yeah. Why, why do the Packers seemingly – do everything they can to make him mad. It's amazing. Like I'm, it's it's such a poorly run organization. I'm all for not not you know going to every player to take their temperature. I totally get that, yep. but I don't understand why with this guy. Why wouldn't you go to him and say, we might let go of Van Pelt. Your thoughts? And if he says absolutely not, I love the guy. Dude. You say okay, cool. I mean, people like it's funny because people rave about the Packers organization as being this you know well. It, I think the fact that Aaron Rodgers is upset with decisions being made without his consultation is is a sign right there that you can't i'm not saying you have to listen to what he says and make decisions but you have to keep him in the loop on that type of a decision yeah um or risk alienating him yeah that's a, it's just a bad move on the packers part. dumb question what is a new quarterbacks coach gonna do for aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Get, well, wait 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 does he take his coffee straight <laughs> two <laughs> sugars a little oh, bit of milk. Man. I mean, it, maybe you can teach a couple things to Brent Hundley, but he's going to say, "Hey, Rogers, you should look for that blitz." Know, oh, really, dummy? Yeah, you think? <laughs> do you know it? It probably took Van Pelt three years to get the exact type of coffee that Aaron wants in the morning. <laughs> the exact type of he's going to have to train a new coach now exactly what to get him every day. You might be that right. That is a pain in the butt. Yes. Let's hit the next one here. Uh, let's just read it. Chris Haynes, ESPN, the big story. Oh uh, actually, first hit the highlight if you would, Jonathan. LeBron inside. Right down, you pretty reversal. LeBron wasted no time throwing the hammer down. And LeBron could be throwing the hammer down by the bay. If the Golden State Warriors can create a max salary slot this offseason, the defending NBA champions could position themselves to secure a meeting with LeBron James, league sources told ESPN. Out of respect for the Warriors winning culture, James would listen if Golden State explored ways to clear the necessary cap space, sources said. I say revoke your credential. Like, <laughs> Chris Haynes, ESPN. What, wait, on what planet <laughs> is that scenario playing out? It's I'm the sorry. same planet that Aaron Rodgers is coming to Minnesota, and I want that planet. You know what I it think, is? I think that's a much more realistic planet than the LeBron planet. Hey, maybe Aaron is shopping for houses this weekend. That's why he's in town. Yeah, I know. But anyway, so. it's the planet of how do we get as many clicks today as possible? <laughs> I got an idea. What about LeBron to Golden State? That's yeah. going to work because you know it's getting mashed. I mean, think about this. LeBron is very, very conscious about legacy and what people think. And he saw Kevin Durant get ripped to shreds and discredited for winning a championship with Golden State. I think there's a better chance he goes to the Lakers and helps them build this sort yeah, of that you know, would be an unrealistic team. Um, I wouldn't even be shocked if he decided to finish his career in Miami because he loves it in Miami so much, even without Dwayne Wade. But I'm going to put it at less than 0% chance he joins 
the Golden State Warriors. Sorry. And ESPN's getting hits all day long. You'd be too worried about what people think of him. Yeah. Final one I have for you. The quote from Agent Pat Figley of San Francisco-based Farallon Entertainment to KTVU on Wednesday. She's heartbroken. It's like her baby was kidnapped. She's had that unicycle for 30 years. That's terrible. Red Panda has had her unicycle stolen or perhaps just taken mistakenly. Wrong to you is her actual name. You probably know her at Red Panda. If you've ever been to a basketball game, you've seen her doing the halftime thing on the unicycle, flipping bowls on her head. As the story goes, Niu had landed in San Francisco from Denver, was waiting for her bag filled with the seven-foot unicycle to come off the conveyor belt. She saw it from a distance, but as she was about 10 to 15 feet away, someone must have grabbed it, said it's possible it was a mistake. How she's doing on the act now, using a different unicycle. Oh, no, she's dropping balls. Quote from Figley, she's doing horrible. She's dropping balls. She's just not used to it. The one that was stolen was custom built for her. $2,000 reward offered for the safe return of Red Panda's unicycle. We need to get this done. If you stole it, how how do you move it on the open market? Like, how do you, hey, 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 I got this. I just happen to have this very unique unicycle, and it's from a very famous person. I can't tell you where. Like, how do you how do you move this thing as a hot item? And I'm thinking, if it's a mistake, isn't it amazing that two people had a unicycle? <laughs> like, that? it's just a, it's like, it's like black luggage, right? It's like, you could grab anyone's you know, Samsonite kick carry-on. Hey, that's my seven-foot <laughs> unicycle. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, sorry about that. It happens all the time. This is like taking away Superman's cape, Emerald Lagasse's seasoning. Yes. Like you can't operate. This could be dangerous. You can't operate anymore. This could be dangerous with yeah. her stunts. Amazing. Uh, let's come back. We're going to be joined by uh, Chad Greenway. And speaking of the 2009 Vikings, hey, it's Jared Allen walking by right now. What's going on? Welcome to uh, Radio Row. Good to see you again. Yes, Mackie and Judd back with more from Radio Row. <laughs> 1500 ESPN and Sprint have teamed up for the big game. We'll have your chance to meet Mike Morris. He'll be at the Maplewood Sprint Store today from 6 to 7.30 p.m. More details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword Sprint in this portion of Mackie and Judd brought to you by Metafast. Okay, I, I have another Aaron Rodgers-related question for you guys. Hear me out on this. All right. So we just played some audio of him on ESPN Radio this morning talking about, in fact, we're going to have Mike Golick Sr. on our show in about a half hour, and he just knocked over the check down background over here. That's okay. Stop don't worry about it. after your show is over, okay? Yeah, it's, it's too, vodka. It's Aqu- too tight a space, Golick. Aquafina's don't worry about it. It's not your fault. And Aaron flat out said he wasn't consulted when the Packers let go his quarterback's coach. Yep. And to bring that up on a national radio show and to, to vent your frustration, I think every step of the way the last couple of years, he's been crying for either help or, like, get me defense, get me free agents, get me something, go spend money in free agency, stop firing my quarterbacks coach, all these things. The other things he <laughs> Fire said were, my head coach. Yes. Uh, the, the, the four teams that were left standing all had either dominating defenses or were well-coached. I mean, he's just, every step of the way, even though he's under contract, he's banging on the door to get out. That's what I sense. So that's part number one. Yep. Part number two, if you sense that that's the case, and he has two years left on his deal, yep. would that prevent you in any way, if you were interested in Kirk Cousins, from taking, you know, maybe take him off the board and go something more year to year to set yourself up 
for 2020 in Aaron Rodgers. So for a I'm a, not kidding. With a that revenge question. run for for Rodgers to become a Viking. If you know he wants defense. Yeah. You know he wants a tactical coach. It depends. Well, this depends solely on one question: How much do the Vikings like Kirk Cousins? My guess. Less than Aaron Rodgers. And and my <laughs> well, no, my my guess is this. They would very, I think that they could, if they know enough about how Teddy is doing, very easily sleep well at night, pivoting to Teddy and having an eye possible. I mean, it's probably a pipe dream, but it gets more real every time he gets ticked off. And and much like the Favre plan, what better place to go to prove your previous employer screwed up and was wrong than the Vikings, who, by the way, are always looking for a quarterback. Listen, we will gladly hop into that short-term now, relationship. It's now a, man, a Super Bowl run. We we got a note uh, just now saying that that Alex Van Pelt actually left uh, the pack the Packers as QB coach uh, to pursue coordinator's job a coordinator's job. So Packer fans are saying he wasn't fired. Uh, our guy Wildy just filed a story though that explains that Mike McCarthy has traditionally tried to block his assistants, which he can do from interviewing for coordinators positions, and so Van Pelt probably felt obliged that he had to quit to get one. And so Rogers' anger is probably at, hey, why not at least let Van Pelt go sniff around and bring him back yeah. if you can? So he's mad because of that. I mean, he's he's clearly not happy with the organization. He's clearly not in love with Mike McCarthy. You know, for for him to say the Patriots may not have a dominating defense, but they're always the best coach team. They're one of the most well-coached teams in the NFL. I took that to mean, and maybe I'm just being a conspiracy theorist, that he doesn't think Mike McCarthy is a good coach. And if you needed any proof or validation of that thought, for you to sit on the sidelines for like three months and watch how bad your team was without you, the glue that holds it all together, that's all the information you needed, right? Aaron Rodgers has been, for at least the last two or probably three years, has been begging for defense. I mean, I, I always go back to after the NFC title game last year in Atlanta where he went up to the podium and basically said, you've got to get me help. And he's 100% right. Yeah. And I think his point is three three of the four teams in the final four were really good defensively. Yeah. And you still don't get us defensive help. I, I don't think that this is even a, a cry to get him more uh, potential weapons on offense. I think this is a plea to go get a defense that is halfway decent, which they haven't done in how long now? Yeah, four I years? Mean, I know. And five way, years? Chad Greenway joins us in about five minutes or so. We're going to take a break here just in a second. But we got into this three months ago. The biggest difference between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers isn't the level of talent quarterback-wise. It's the coach and, and Drew Brees, too. And it's the defenses. Tom Brady, in the 17 years he's been with New England, has had top half of the league defenses basically every year mm -hmm. and top five or top ten scoring defenses almost every year. Yep. Aaron Rodgers, not as much time in Green Bay because he, he started in 2008 as the starting quarterback, Yep. has only had a top ten scoring defense twice. Yep. Twice. Yep. And I think half the time, bottom third of the league, if not bottom five in yardage or points allowed. And It's embarrassing. And the case to be made here is this. When you're as good as he is, does he need an offensive head coach or a defensive one? If Mike Zimmer went and coached the Packers tomorrow, guess what? He's going to build that, that defense up, and guess what else? Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers doesn't need his coach to know offenses, X's and O's. He knows them already. Correct, correct. Let's, uh, you know, well, we could ask Chad Greenway about some of this reckless speculation when we come back here. Before we get to Chad, 
we're going to talk about TCL TVs, America's fastest growing TV brand and the third largest TV manufacturer in the country. In fact, TCL is giving you a great chance to see the Timberwolves, an upcoming game here on March 26th, the best spot to watch games inside the newly revamped Target Center is the TCL Theater Box, which offers dramatic views and VIP experiences unlike any other, five-star cuisine, a lounge area, oversized chairs. You can win four tickets to see the Wolves from a TCL Theater Box at Target Center against the Memphis Grizzlies on March 26th by going to 1500ESPN.com, entering the keyword TCL. Go check out the TCL 4K Roku TV for yourself. America's fastest growing TV brand. You can stop in around the Twin Cities to any major local retailer and check them out. I mean, we're talking, the 4K, by the way, is four times the picture quality of your standard 1080p TV. Mackie and Judd, back with more from Radio Row, Mall of America, Chad Greenway, Dahani Jones, Mike Golick, Matthew Collar, and also, maybe today, tomorrow, Ken Rogers, the director of Two Bills, the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary. And this portion of Mackie and Judd sponsored by La Quinta Inn and Suites. How do you win on the road? Stay at La Quinta Inns and Suites. Enjoy stylish lobbies and exciting room renovations. Book now at LQ.com. All right, welcome back to Mall of America, Radio Row, Mackie and Judd. We've been posted up here all week. We haven't slept. We haven't gone home. It's just a sea of football players and media and... <laughs> Chad Greenway is here on behalf yes. of Bridgestone. Somebody everybody knows finally. A familiar face. <laughs> I was just, but it's funny, like, you walk around and it's, you either run into a Hall of Famer or, and we were teasing, hey, coming up next, Chad Greenway, and as we're saying it, Jared, Jared. Allen's walking by. So <laughs> yeah. uh, tell us, uh, Bridgestone's the official tire of the NFL. It is. And you have teamed up with uh, this company, yep. uh, the Lead the Way Foundation. So the, yep. the floor is yours here, Chad. Yeah, so this is a kind of a fun thing we did. Remember Obadiah Gamble? Yeah. You know, Hey, hey Teddy. Teddy, hey Teddy. So Judd hates that song, by the way. Oh come on. Oh no. So no, no, no. yeah, he can hate the song, just don't hate the kid. Oh yeah, no, but, the kid's uh, great. Yeah, no, but <laughs> true fan. Yeah, that's right. So, so basically, what happened was, is Obadiah comes to our Field of Dreams program, which is basically where we do a staycation here at Radisson Blue MOA. They get a full weekend. Families, we did about twenty families this last year, and uh, they get full access to Nickelodeon Universe without lines. Uh, they get to stay at the Radisson Blue. They have you know money to spend at the, at the mall, and uh, we do that for our foundation. Lead the way. So. We met him, obviously knew him from Teddy. So when Bridgestone approached me and said, hey, we want to work with your foundation. You guys are doing great stuff locally. Name a kid that is deserving of something really big. And I said, Obadiah. Because we met Obadiah, we obviously knew who he was. You meet this kid, he's, a, he's amazing for an eight-year-old. Yeah. Great on the mic. You know, he's obviously done the song. He then comes to our, um, our event at Manny's and speaks on behalf of our foundation. Just awesome. And the room melts. We make some money. We can grow our foundation. Everything's great. Well... They said, we want to give away two tickets to Super Bowl 52. And I'm like, Obadiah's got to be the kid. And uh, so we were able to do that. And, and there's a video online, social media posting now that, that Bridgestone posted and that we've, we've tweeted and retweeted. And, and uh, just his response, you know, and we've worked with him now for a couple different events. And, you know, he's just so deserving. Great kid. So great thing Bridgestone's doing. We're awesome. happy to work with him. So. Awesome, awesome. So... Um, and, and if people want to find out more information, websites, social media, where can they go real quick again? Yeah, chadgreenway.org is our, is our foundation website if you want to learn more about what we're doing. Obviously, follow Bridgestone, follow myself on, on Twitter, uh, Chad, at chadgreenway52. Learn more about what Bridgestone's doing. And, and uh, you know, it's been, it's been good. It's been one of those things where the foundation has led you in a different direction, and the kid now gets to kind of benefit from that. And now, obviously, as our foundation grows, more kids get to do it, extrapolates yeah. out, and it's just great for us. When great will for there be a happy ending to a Viking season, Chad? Yeah, I don't know. Um, to be 
real brutally honest, I didn't want it to be this year. <laughs> oh, you didn't want the success to be this year? That's you know, very honest. Yeah, and I like the, and I yeah like that. because yeah. if you think about it, so okay. yeah. as the year went on, like I, I, as you guys know, and we've known each other for a long time, I was ready to be done with football. I loved it. I was all in when I played. But when I retired, like I was ready to be done. Yep. And so as the year went on, I was not really connected to it. I went to a couple games, but really wasn't involved heavily in it. You know, say good game to my team, my former teammates, my buddies, my friends. Um, would follow it, but then as it got further down the road, human nature takes over. You're like, all of a sudden they're like 13 and three, and you're like super jealous guy. I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> yeah, you know, like 11 years, I, I put everything in, like, everything I had in this organization, and we had some great years. Obviously went to the playoffs, but to make a run like they were doing, it seemed like everything was coming together, and I was like, I can't cheer against my buddies, but like, what the heck if it happens the year after I retire? Yeah. So I was like, became like this, yeah. So I. It was great. It was like a weird thing to be in, you know, because I didn't really miss the game, but yeah. yet here I was missing the game, so it was funky. But now it's over, and and I, I'm not can't <laughs> say I'm happy because all my buddies are miserable. So yeah. like I'm not happy either. So I don't know what to think. Yeah. How, how tough was that game to watch? Because you know if it's a close loss yeah. or it's a tough, you know, like the Saints game. It's that conversation. What's worse, lose by 31 or lose right. in overtime by three? You know, to go to the Super Bowl. Just it, it, it's. I don't know what's worse. I, I think you want to lose close. I think you want to put your best foot forward. Then you can at least say we should have won that damn game. Yep. Thirty-eight to thirty-eight to seven. So we never had, had a shot. I, you're probably not much into sports betting, but we had one of the top football. What do you mean? I did my whole career. Come on, Vikings. You're Pete Rose, no. right? Yeah. We we had uh, Vikings to win. Vikings yeah. to win. <laughs> Brandon Lang is uh, he, he's the Matthew McConaughey played this character in Two for the Money, this movie from like twelve years ago. Okay. And Brandon Lang was the inspiration. He's like twenty-four, three and two in the Super Bowls and wow, whatever. So he was on our show two days ago, and he said. First of all, he lost a lot of money on betting the Vikings in the 09 NFC Championship game. Oh. And he said he would have won a bunch of money because he thought you guys would have beat the Colts. What would, have hap- what would have happened? You guys would have beat Peyton Manning, you think? I think we're the best team in football. Yeah. I mean, the Saints, I had the better, Saints had the better record. I mean, we can all talk about it. You know, obviously the, the history is what it is. But the reality is, is who, you know, we turned the ball over six times against the Saints at their place. And they, we still took them to overtime. How many oh, times in the, history, in the history of football, look at that, how many times has that happened? You know, six years or six turnovers, and you still take the team to to, the, to overtime, and eventually, obviously, lose, which sucks. But um, we were a great team. It was a fun year. You know, it's one of those things that I don't look at that year as a negative. That was the, the high point of my career. I'm not going to look at that as you got to play far. Yeah, I mean, you make the NFC title game. That's not a bad thing. Not yeah. a bad stretch for a kid from nine man football in South Dakota. So, yeah. you know, I look at that as a huge positive. So, as you watched uh, the game in in Philly a couple weeks ago, as a guy who played in this defense and yeah. knows it very very well. Right. What the hell happened? You know, I just, you know, you can only cover for so long. I thought our front four didn't get, didn't get thrown around. It wasn't like it was a dominant performance by the Eagles. It's just sort of like one of those situations where the play, you know, Foles gets out of trouble, goes to his left. He finds Jeffrey late, you know, and Terrence Newman had, you know, Terrence Newman of all people, one of the, the best players ever in, in, in one of the best corners of all time, played forever, loses a guy. Yeah. You know, and, it just, and he's running open, you know. Uh, Harrison Smith takes his eyes off a receiver. The play gets extended, so Ertz turns it up. Like, that wasn't the play call. That was just the play being extended. Yeah. And then Harrison, you know, would do what anybody does. I have the guy. He's right here. He's on the sidelines. Well, then he turns it up, and Harrison's one of the best players in the NFL. Yeah. You know, it just happens because that's the game. Did you? you know, uh, so should we tell Chad about the about Carroll? Have you heard this? Did you read Peter King's story on Monday morning about the flea flicker in the third quarter? No. This is going to be. This is not safe for radio if you're a Vikings fan. If you haven't heard this, so. The flea flicker yep. that broke the game open in the yep. third quarter. Yep. Two things on that. Probably Foles' best throw of the day. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, it makes it great throw catch. It was supposed to be a post route, 
Torrey Smith adjusted mid route, went to the pylon, and both of them. So it wasn't it wasn't a called. Like, you didn't get to choose your route, choose your own adventure. It was right, just, he just I'm chose gonna, it. I'm going to assume that he's going to see me running. But, but even better, a woman, a, a, a secretary or an administrative assistant in Andy Reid's era, yeah. who's still there, yeah. who loves the flea flicker, yeah. has been texting Doug Peterson for like 10 years. No. Is the flea flicker in this week? Is the flea flicker in? Never called it until finally called he it. thought, I'm going to put it in this week for Carol. No way. They daggered the Vikings oh, with Carol's Carol. play well, Administrative assistant. Yeah, how many times she probably printed off that sheet of paper and she's like, love to watch it, saw the sheet, and she's like, we gotta run this. Yeah. And then she just she calls it the game <laughs> to break the back of the Vikes. Oh, it's terrible. The flea so flicker of all plays. Uh, yeah. You know what? The, but again, it gives time to survey it. It halts the defensive line. Yeah. You know, you're playing run block to shift into to pass to pass protection. Makes our D line shift. It's it's a it's a challenging play. Was, was not playing uh, tough. And what, what's the next step for you? Broadcasting? Have, have you thought about you know administration? Uh, get, you know, next step has next step has been was really is actually really an easy transition year for me. I obviously do I do a lot of corporate and public speaking events. I I've been doing that my whole career. I kind of grew that brand uh -huh. as I played. I do a lot of that. I've worked with the host committee, which was which is really unique. Obviously, I was the captain of all of our volunteers, so captain of Crew 52. And uh, that's been a, a, a nice challenge for me, something different. And, and it's kind of something to stay around football, stay around the Super Bowl and be a part of it. Um, so I was busy. You know, four kids. I'm coaching girls basketball, my fourth grader right now. Love that. Uh, it's just a change of pace, change of gears. And, and um, you know, it's you know, home life was happy when I retired. Home life's still happy. So I think that's a huge part of it, just growing that up and building it up and being prepared to be done. Yeah. Hey, last thing real quick. Another uh, minute, minute and a half here with Chad Greenway on behalf of Bridgestone, the official tire of the NFL. Uh, the Vikings have no quarterbacks under contract. Crazy. So what do you think? I mean, Kirk Cousins was standing in line at the Shake Shack yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. About to make a hundred million guaranteed. Yep, yep. So I mean, <laughs> Keenum, Bridgewater. They love Bridgewater internally, yep. but he hasn't played really in a couple of years yep. outside of five snaps. Yep. Your thoughts on Kirk Cousins, Keenum? Like, how would you survey the landscape? For yeah, them? you know, obviously, you know, Cousins now he's going to be a free agent. It's going to be a huge number. There's so many teams that need quarterbacks. You look at Denver; they're set. To, they could win right now. Yeah. I mean, us, we're set to win right now. Uh, there's so many teams that are going to be in play for him. I just don't see us as a team taking three good options at quarterback and saying no to all three and then going and spending money on somebody that we don't necessarily know fits. Um, but the real the real red herring here is that Shermer's gone. To me, that's a big decider. Now, who's your next coordinator? Because he's going to help make that decision, right? Yeah. That's that's the that's the talker here is who we hire, you know, is it Kevin Stefanski? Is it somebody inside the Vikings organization? Darryl if it is, yeah. Bob, if it is, well, then you got to feel like somebody that's in the organization has the front run to, to pay Case, to, to have Sam come back, yep. to keep Teddy. Um, we all know how Zim feels about Teddy. Zim <laughs> yeah. loves Teddy. I mean, you know, how do you not love Teddy anyways? And, and Teddy, obviously, we all think was going to take that next step, you know, in 16. So uh, I'm glad I'm not Rick this offseason. You know, we have a team that's ready to win, and our next 10 years of Vikings history is going to be could be determined based off of this decision. Defines you possibly. No pressure. 100%. Other than that, no pressure at all. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. All right, guys, see ya. <laughs> Chad Greenway, thanks so much. Yeah, man. thanks, guys. Yeah, again. thanks for having me. Uh, Mackie and Judd.